Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome everyone. Thank you ladies and gentlemen to another edition of uh, Wrestling Now. uh, The post AEW Dynamite show. November 17th. I mean, excuse me, November 18th. It was awesome. Um... I'm going to rate this show basically a 5 out of 5. The matches here were really set up just perfectly. For instance, uh, the first match, Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Top Flight is the new group. Had one match. It was amazing. They're only one day. Young Bucks gave them a chance. This is their AEW Dynamite debut. Uh, they lost against the Bucks, but it was like... It was still a great match. I mean, there was—I mean, you couldn't really ask for much in this match. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Um, I mean, and you got Jack Evans and Helico getting involved, and those two now are just like all over the place, which is good for them. These two need to be outraged that they're not getting their tag team title shots. And they're not that they're not contenders because these guys are probably the most talented team in the roster. So I'm glad that they're getting involved and get themselves thrown in with their own storyline. Um, so the tough flight gave them a great match. They were showcased in this match, but they lost against the Bucks, of course. I mean, of course. And um, there's more to come with tough flight. I really like these guys. One of my other favorite tag teams. And then they had a little segment they showed about the Inner Circle going to Vegas. Inner Circle slays Las Vegas. Um, first half of it is still great. Second half was amazing, too. The first half had Conan in there. Conan was helping out the guys, giving them whatever they needed, whether, <laughs> quote-unquote, whether they were in Vegas. Um, it was an interesting commercial. You had John Moxley cutting a vignette. Um, talking about his father, his family, his morals, and the reason why he became a wrestler and why he's the wrestler he is today. AEW also cut a really good promo about, um, I mean, it's basically Miro and everyone on Cody, Brandy. They're all cutting up. This was basically an AEW commercial talking about how far they've gone already and how much more they have to have to how much more they have to give us in the future how much more that this brand has for us and this brand can this can this brand can last for years now because it's a staple and no one ever thought that it would be no one ever thought AEW could would last a year no one thought the show would be on TNT. No one thought any any of this would still be going on at the moment. But guess what? They're like the number two company right now. No, next on the card we had Orange Cassidy going against Superbad Kip Sabian. Uh, this was an awesome match. This is the kind of match Orange Cassidy should be in. A guy about his size, about you know his uh, about the same talent as he has. And they put on a really great match. Orange Cassidy won the match with, uh, with that um, with that little roll-up he does. It was really great. Miro was on commentary after the match. Miro came out and attacked Cassidy. 
uh, little monstrous clothesline. Then the best friends came in to save him. Um, that was good. There's always more to come. This storyline is that. There's more to come with that, with the whole Miro and Kip Sabian and the best friends thing. And of course, at the end of the match, best friends came out and saved Cassidy. And then they gave the people what they want. Love that. I love that best friends hug. Uh, winter is coming, everyone. Winter is coming. Um, we have the AEW Men's World Championship match. Omega versus Mox- Moxley contract signing last night. It, was, it wasn't much of a signing. And Kenny Omega was in the ring, sitting there waiting for Moxley to enter the ring. And he never even entered the rampway. He was attacked in the back by someone. Laid out, nose bleeding. Kenny Omega didn't believe it. He just thought it was a stunt. Signed his half of the contract and just tell John that he'll be ready for him on December 2nd. Uh, I can't wait. December 2nd, this is going to be a great match. Because you know, if, if everyone doesn't remember, they had a match before this, but it was an unsanctioned match. So what that means is a match never counted, never existed. So this, this is going to be officially their first match. I can't wait. And in the second half of uh, the Inner Circle, Slays Las Vegas, you had everybody waking up in, in the room. Jericho waking up next to a fake Elvis. Sammy Guevara waking up in a in a fountain, in a mini fountain pond. And, um, and Sammy almost, Sammy almost uh, also found out <laughs> that apparently he was married to three women that night too as well. He got married three times. That was pretty cool, and uh, Swaggle came out of nowhere. So I don't know. There's another A. There's another Impact Wrestling talent that's an AEW again. You got Swaggle wearing a diaper, crying, and when when he opened one of the bedrooms, he was just sitting in one of the bedrooms on the floor, crying with a diaper on. So that was really weird. Who? I don't know where that's headed, but that was pretty. That was really funny. Now, Eddie Kingston was on commentary uh, a little after the match. After the Orange Cassidy and Superbad match, he actually commentated those, the Blade versus Pac. This is my one of my next favorite matches. Next to the main event, this match was awesome. Blade still trying to recover from his injuries from the match from the bunkhouse match. Still had a patch on his head. Pac was fresh, man. He just came in and first thing he did, as soon as the bell rang, drop kicked the shit out of fucking the Blade. Started the match just raw. I loved it. This is first match. This was Pac's first match in 252 days, y'all. Still has that 7-4 and one record. Um, uh, way before, like in the early in the year before he left. Um, Pac surprisingly won this match, even with the help of the butcher and. Um, and 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 Ali outside outside of the ring, he, he, Pac still won the match. I love this match. This was this is going to be one of the greatest storylines going right now. Eddie Kingston, Pac, the Blade, the Butcher, the Bunny. Eddie Kingston is. I mean, this match is basically going to lead to Eddie Kingston versus Pac. Pac is, I think, the babyface here. So, I, all I'm doing is waiting for Eddie Kingston versus Pac. That's all I'm doing. And on the road to that, I'm going to enjoy myself with these number of matches that he's going to have with, with his little crew. And after the match was over, when Pac won, 
of course, Butcher, Blade, all attacked, all, all attacked Pac at the end of the match. Then um, I got a little worried. I didn't know. I didn't know if Phoenix or or if Pentagon Zero Mano was or, or Penta Zero Mano. I didn't think that they were going to were going to save him. But Ray Phoenix came out, saved him. Penta took a little while longer to come out, but he did. Had a, had a chair in hand, slowly coming to the ring. Eddie thought that you know they were still boys. <laughs> so and I thought I I kind of thought too. Then Penta went out, swung the chair at Eddie and everyone else, and they all just bailed out of the ring. So the Death Triangle, it's official, ladies and gentlemen. The Death Triangle is back. Oh, I love Triangulo de la Muerte. Oh, my God. I can't wait. That is, like, my favorite faction right now, the Triangulo de la Muerte. So now they're they're reunited versus uh, Enal because now Eddie Kingston's group, the family is now divided. Now we can have a three-on-three match or a one-on-one match. It doesn't matter. Both sides are evenly made now. Except for Allie on the alley at ringside. It's okay. But now the tides have turned. Now both sides are even. And now this is gonna come in. This is gonna come out to be a great match. Uh, that um oh that's, then there was a segment in the back. Um, everyone didn't know what was going on. They went to the back and they saw Brandy Rose was getting was getting uh, beaten up by Jay Carthill. All the, the only thing we ended up seeing in the back was a chair, like Brandy's arm in between uh, in between a chair, and Jay Cargill was about to stomp the chair and probably break her arm with it. And while Vicky Guerrero and Nala, and Nala Rose were holding off referees, and they were helping her. So is this turning into a faction too? Vicky Guerrero got her own Vixens faction. Well, you know what? More power to her, man. I'm all about factions. I'm all about putting people together because this gets everyone over. The next match on the show. It was actually because now, you know, we're getting more women involved on the show because they got this going on with Jake Carhill and Nyla and everyone in the back. And then it was an actual women's match, which was... Pretty, I'm glad, you know, we need to have more than one women's match, but at least they're getting more women involved on the show, like Britt Baker and her little segment. Um, it was called uh, uh, The Doctor Is In, and they had um, The Doctor Is In, and this is kind of like a Piper's Pit, if anyone remembers wrestling that long, that everyone goes back that far. Piper's Pit, she's in it's her own little segment where she's where she's got, you know, it's all about her. Um, she got her own show. I like it. It's a little sit-down show. We we'll sit down with the doctor, and then she tell, and then you know she asks you about what your problems are and what you're gonna do about it. Like the whole thing with Angelico and Jack Evans. That was her first guest on the show. The whole, her two first guests, and those two were very distraught and very unhappy. And they wanted they wanted to be a part of the. They want to be the elite of the tag team division. They want to get their title shots. They don't feel they don't feel that uh, that Daniels and Kazarian deserve to be anywhere near the tag team titles. So this was cool. They were just venting while they were on on her on her new show last night. If you guys can catch it, you can catch it on YouTube. Britt Baker, anything she touches right now is gold. Whether it's a match she's in, 
talking about someone or just putting on her own segment, her own TV segment. That was freaking awesome. She's just money. She just needs, and she also needs to stay a heel because this is why it's all working out for her. And we had Serena D versus Thunder Rosa, part two. This one was well, this one was on AEW Dynamite, though. Uh, Thunder Rosa put on a great match with Serena D, but Serena D pulled away with the victory. I'm surprised. Well, of course, with the with interference from Britt Baker, of course that's going to happen. So that's going to lead into Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in the future, and that's going to be good. This is all happening down the line, ladies and gentlemen. This is all happening down the line. Just storylines. Just getting rewired, getting replayed. New storylines getting played out. And I love it while while we're watching the show. Then we had Anna Jay cut a promo with uh, my boy uh, Julian's favorite favorite number uh, favorite number in the, in the dark order, number four, John, John Silver. He was basically cutting a promo for Anna J telling, talking about how Mr. Brody Lee demanded a match with Anna J because she's transformed from a rookie into a, into a seasoned wrestler and she needs her and she needs her title shot. So next week Anna J is going against Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship, and of course the highlight match. The tag team match that everyone was talking about last night. The Ricky Starks and Cage versus Darby Allen and Coley. Cody. I, wow, this match had so many angles. I didn't, it just threw me off. I was so surprised. I, this was a great match through and through. From the beginning to the end. Even from the entrances. This was a great match through and through. But man, Ricky, I mean, you can't deny a tag team like Ricky Starts and Cage because they've been kind of on the sidelines for a while. Both guys have been winning matches ever since they both lost their, their, their title opportunities. Now they became a tag team. And now they're a force to be reckoned with. They won last night against Cody and Darby Allen. They dominated, like, like uh, Cage dominated the end of that match. He finished off Darby Allen with a drill, an avalanche drill claw from the top rope. That would kill anyone. So that was it for for code uh, for uh, for Darby. I mean, Cage pinned the one through three, and that was it. And this is what Taz needed. He needs his guys. His faction needs a push, man, because he, I mean, they're really freaking talented. It's just they need that little edge to get them over. Because yeah, sure. I mean, Cage is in a has an unsanctioned ta- uh, world uh, world title belt, but I think sooner or later it's got to be acknowledged. We need to add more titles to this company. This title, this company needs more titles because they have so much talent. And it's just so sad that all this talent doesn't have enough doesn't have enough titles to go around. I think that's going to change in 2021. After the match was over, when Cage uh, when Cage and Starks won, um, they were attacking Cody and Darby, just killing them, knocking them down, stomping on them, and then of course willpower comes in with a chair to come help out just like he has done for the last two, three weeks. But man, this was such a swerve. Will Powers in the wing it was in the ring, picked up 
Brian Cage's uh, unsanctioned FTW uh, world title belt. Held it up in the air. And I was like, oh shit, looks like he's going against, going against Cage. He sold that shit to me. He sold it all of us. He swerved all of us. And then he turned around and hit uh, Cody with the chair. Wow. <laughs> what a swerve, man. Wow. So now he's turned into the... Now he's joined the dark side. He's part of the... He's part of Team Taz, Team FDW. Well, Team FDW now. Wow. Now they're a force to be reckoned with. Now they got Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Will, and Will Hobbs. Just like the Inner Circle's got like Warlow and uh, Jake. Jake Hager is their heavy. Now they got two heavies for Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks can walk around with two heavies now. Even though Brian Cage is his own wrestler, he can win his own championships. Having those two guys behind your back is a force now. Nobody's going to fuck with that guy now. Ricky Strikes will be a champion soon. What a show. I can't ask any, I can't. I really can't ask for any more than what I saw. And I hope you all enjoyed it too, ladies and gentlemen. This was a... This was me, five out of five... The women's division is getting more looked into this show, so that's better. It's getting better. It's getting better. Women's division getting more attention. Tag team division is still the same. Pac is back. He made, a, he made his debut. They made him look great on his on his return. The Omega versus Moxie signing was great. Oh my god! And the Inner Circle slays uh, yeah, Las Vegas was also such a great segment. So this was a really entertaining show, and I hope you all enjoyed it too, and I hope you enjoyed my show and all the information I had to pump out for you guys. I love you guys. I love wrestling. This is all about wrestling. This is why I do this every week. All about wrestling. You know, I do this for the passion. I don't do this for anything else. So you guys all take care. Thanks for all, thanks for listening and have a great week. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Have have a good day.